Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Let's slide it up. Okay, cool. So, hey, everyone. It's uh, Charles Velasco. I'm the team leader of the Velasco Team Remax. I'm also the owner of Life in Sacramento, which is our mission to provide everything Sacramento-related, promoting other people, uh, local businesses, spotlighting Sacramento-based creatives, and just showing off everything that Sacramento has to offer. So today on the podcast, we have with us Brandon Flawless Gonzalez, who is the owner of Flawless Boxing and Fitness, which is off of Broadway in Sacramento. He was a USA uh, national team member in 2005 and ranked actually number 11 for US light heavyweight as an amateur. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. I have to uh, correct you. I was uh, number one in the country. Uh, number one? And, uh, yeah, number one in the country is a light heavyweight on the USA national team. Geez, number Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm actually interested because people don't understand what it takes to be like the best of the best. So what was your daily schedule Monday to Friday? number one you know it was it was monday through sunday man and it was obsession you know what i mean it was obsession uh something i feel has to be a part of you know your desire and you know your passion to to be successful in boxing it was definitely a succession I'm, I'm training you know four or five hours a day uh i'm getting up i'm, I'm running at 5 a.m i was like i was just a little extreme you know I, was, I didn't know how to train i thought you know the more you did was the, you know, the harder you work, the more you worked harder than everybody else. So I was running five, six miles every single morning, 5 a.m. in the morning. I ate the same thing for for breakfast probably for three years. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I stuck to a pretty strict diet as I, you know, as I got as I learned more about nutrition. And yeah, it's just, just obsession, man. When I wasn't in the gym training, I was, uh, you know, watching VHS videos because that's what it was when, when back in my day we had VHS and then I went to the, so I had everybody, all the old school fights, Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard, all on VHS. So I was watching, you know, hours and hours of film, all the great fighters. Uh, and I was just doing that for years, man. That's all I did. You know, I didn't go out. I didn't have any friends. Uh, I was literally consumed with uh, with boxing, man, because that's, that's what I felt it took. Yeah. And like uh, how many hours a day uh, would it take like boxing take up of your life so people can know like what it takes again man it was just it was just work in boxing you know what i mean i whatever job i had at that time um i was working and then when i wasn't working i was doing something uh you know to to progress my career whether it be in the gym training watching film running and then later it became strength and conditioning so you're talking about two training sessions a day and then just you know in front of that tv watching film yeah that's absolutely nuts yeah. And uh, do, do you want to kind of tell us your story, like, from the moment you were born to, like, your moment now? Like, just kind of, like... Yeah, so I was born in uh, Portland, Oregon. I moved to uh, California, you know, four or five years old. We started moving out through California, various parts uh, throughout the Bay Area. Um, I went to high school in the Tri-Valley, which is uh, Livermore, Granada High School. After high school, I uh, moved to Tracy. I was in Tracy 209 for, for maybe a year, year and a half. And then when I was uh, 18, 17, 18, I moved to uh, Sacramento, man. And the first thing I did when I came to Sacramento was I got into a boxing gym. You know, I came, you know, I would, you know, I was a uh, uh, misguided youth. So, you know, I had, uh, you know, issues when I came to Sacramento, I was in a little bit of trouble and I didn't really have direction as far as I wanted to, what I wanted to do in life. 
Uh, but one thing I knew I wanted to do was uh, get inside of a boxing gym, and that was the first thing I did when uh, when I got to Sacramento um, before I got a job. For you know, I, I didn't have my license at that point. Just a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, objections, I would say. Um, you know that 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 I had to take care of as I. But the first thing I did was get into a boxing gym. Yeah, and which boxing gym was that in Sacramento? So I started off at Capital Boxing Gym. It's you know it's an old school boxing gym. Uh, you know a lot of the uh, great fighters out of Sacramento train there. Zoned by Joe Guevara. Uh, it's not there anymore, uh, but it's on Stockton Boulevard, man. And that was just you know the grittiest uh, type of gym that you can go. You don't really see gyms like that anymore. Concrete floor. You're talking about 110 degrees wow. inside the gym. Uh, probably uh, man, lucky if it's 1,500 square feet. You know what I mean? Concrete floors, uh, and just a lot of you know old school uh, fighters and trainers in there, man. It was it was it was it was tough, you know. But that's what that's what uh, you know. A lot of good fighters came out of that gym. Yeah, and he has the best chance uh, in boxing from Sacramento, like to become like one of the greats. You know, we have a lot of good guys in here right now. A lot of them are uh, up and coming. Uh, but you know you have to point towards Xavier Martinez. He's probably the furthest along. He's uh, you know he's got a promoter behind him, which is a big deal in boxing. Uh, he signed to uh, Floyd Mayweather. Uh, he's undefeated. He's young and highly skillful. You know he's got a great trainer with Ray Woods. He's been with him uh, his whole time. I knew Xavier when he was a little boy, little chunky kid in the gym. Uh, you know lazy. Uh, you know whining in there because uh, Ray was pushing him, but. All those years he stayed in the gym, and, and now now you're seeing it's paid off. And I think he's uh, you know one or two fights away from a world title. Oh, that's insane! And then yeah. when it when it comes to boxing, just like in anything else, do you think it's really important to have a coach? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think you know it's not only a coach, but it's a team as well. You know what yeah. I mean? Even though we're, you're in the ring by yourself. You want to be surrounded with people yeah. that have your best interest, but also are uh, skillful and resourceful at what they do, you know, rather it be a coach, uh, maybe a strength and conditioning, but your, you know, your whole team, your management, your, your promotion, if you decide to go that route, all yeah. that stuff is very important uh, to your success as a fighter. So you really need to put yourself in a position and surround yourself with those key players if you want to uh, try to make a run at, you know, making some money and get into a world title. Yeah, man. And, and that's really good. And uh, when it comes to uh, kind of like your story with your gym, what was the story of your gym and everything? Yeah, so originally with Flawless Boxing has been, we've been open for about six years now. Six years. Uh, but originally we started as a nonprofit uh, about 13 years ago, I think is when we formed the nonprofit. It was part of my exit strategy, you know, when I knew I was getting towards the tail end of my career. Uh, we wanted to uh, eventually have a facility that was uh, focused at, uh, you know, misguided, disadvantaged youth in the community to come and have a, have a place to, to box. Uh, we didn't have a facility at the time. We were doing partnerships with uh, other organizations like uh, Fathers and Family. Uh, and then we had, my wife was working out at a, at a CrossFit gym. And, uh, you know, a lot of credit go, goes to our story, goes to uh, Sandra Augustine. She was, uh, she was the owner of the CrossFit gym over on 19th and T Street. And I was just, uh, we were, my wife was cooling down, stretching in one of her rooms and she had pitched the idea of me doing some training some of her clients in there and she let me know about the space that they had available to to set up shop and do it and i was like well you know i looked at it and i was like well we have enough uh, 
we have enough space to kind of, you know, start kind of like a mini group training versus doing one-on-one. So it was kind of like a facility within her facility and, and she had agreed to it. So that's kind of like how we got our start to where we were going to have a location to do these youth camps. But in um, doing so, she wanted us to provide a service for her members as well. So she had CrossFit, boot camp, um, yoga, and then she wanted to add a boxing component too. She thought that'd be interesting for her members. So she said, you know, we could set up shop as long as we, you know, or we're willing to train her clients. And that's kind of like how it started, man. So we were doing youth camps there. We were, you know, they were bussing, fathers and families bussing us over, you know, 20, 30 kids for a couple different camps that we have done for them. And, uh, you know, we started training adults and then one thing led to another. And then we started bringing our own clientele into the gym. And then from there, man, it just, it just kind of grew. You know, we started out with, uh, I want to say eight bags, uh, maybe, and we were sharing space with a thousand square feet, maybe. And then it just kind of grew eight bags turned to, you know, 12 bags. And, uh, then we put a little miniature floor ring in there and, you know, uh, things just started growing, man. And then, you know, it just kind of took off. Uh, we were still doing the camps with the kids. Uh, and then we had, you know, people coming in, in, in the neighborhood coming to train there too. So. We grew from there, from 19th and T. Um, you know, the idea was to stay together as long as we could, but you know, the situation with the with the lease came up to where we were gonna have to part ways from the building. So Sandra ended up moving to get a space. Uh, she's on. She's at D Street now, uh, downtown Sacramento, and then we we ended up going to 600 Broadway, and uh, you know, that's that's where kind of like we uh, kind of t- took off and did our own thing. And, and what made you choose uh, the Broadway location? It's pretty central, which is nice. Yeah, no, it's a great location. It's better than um, it's better than I ever could have imagined, really. So we were looking, actually looking at two spots: uh, that location, as well as the 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 location that Sandra actually ended up taking over there on D Street. Um, and it was just it was just on the strip, man. You know what I mean? Broadway is you know anywhere you go, Broadway is a main road, and it's. It's yeah. a big landmark in Sacramento, especially now with their what they're talking about doing. So it kind of it kind of worked out in our favor because it was between those two locations, and I just felt that that was a little more noticeable. It was on the on on the avenue, so you know we kind of went with that one, and it, it was a it was an excellent decision, especially with their the type of development they have going over there now. Yeah, and like it's so central, which is yeah, great. yeah, yeah. You know, we got people from Elk Grove, Natomas, Davis. We have people come from everywhere because. Like you said, we're right off every single freeway uh, in the city. Yeah, and how would uh, someone that wants to join your gym go about it? Like from the moment they just walk in and stuff? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Ideally, we would want you to come to our boxing intro session because boxing intro. Uh, you know, we're a little more skill-based. Like we want to teach a little bit self-defense. You do have fun. You do get incredible mm-hmm. condition. Uh, you do, um, you know, get a great workout. But we also, you know, the thing about us is all of my trainers are fighters either current competitors or former competitors oh wow so you know they i you know i I want them to teach the skill set because i think it's important for uh you know your confidence the the discipline and all the intangibles that boxing teaches you now i originally saw this in kids but then once we started training adults and i saw the same effects with the confidence and you know the way the way, way they carried themselves after the training it kind of it didn't blow my mind, but it was kind of shocking to me. So that's really when I was like, "Wow, we have something here. This is something that we need to go all in with training adults." So we teach yeah. uh, you know skill set to where people are com- you know a little more comfortable 
in areas where they wouldn't where they'd be less confident you know what i mean so that's one of the big things about our gym is teaching that self-defense so we um we want people to come in on a saturday at 10 a.m is our boxing intro session everybody in that session is uh new to new to boxing training they've never they've never done boxing before so we bring you in you're surrounded by all newcomers and you learn you know the basics the basics of our programming we have a number system that makes everything very easy to learn uh we introduce you to that we introduce you to the gym some of the trainers are always there so you get to meet uh, people and then you're finishing up you're coming at the end of a class so you kind of get to see what it looks like and then also you get to see the members so i think anytime someone walks into a brand new gym there's going to be that intimidation factor of oh, not yeah, knowing anybody right. you know uh but with our gym it's even a little more specific especially for the men because it's like it's a it's a it's a it's you know you got to walk in with your chest out because everybody in here can fight or that's what you, they have this this thought that you know it's a it's a tough guy sport it's a tough guy gym but for you know we have a we have a super welcoming family at our gym uh from people from different all different walks of life we have people who come from the capital we have attorneys we have doctors we have people in the community state workers so it's just melting pot of a bunch of different people and like i said the boxing gym and the barber shop are probably the 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 two most successful uh, you know establishments at blending the type of people that come to come to our gym. Um, so yeah, man, it's a we have a welcome community. We got uh, one of our pros is getting ready to fight uh, next Friday. Uh, Will Bia, uh, you know, we sold out uh, you know almost a hundred tickets in less than a week, which is a big deal for a local show. Uh, so yeah, man, it's uh, we got a really good community. So we bring them in there um, at that boxing intro session show them the uh the basic fundamentals to our programming and then after that we you know we get you ready for your first session yeah and that's good the time the time's really nice saturday 10 a.m yeah yeah everybody's available on saturday it's a great you know we're the gym is usually packed on um on the weekends uh but that session you know that's probably my favorite session on saturday because you get to see all the new people you get yeah. to see them light up when they hit the bag for the first time when they wrap yeah. their hands you can Release see stress. yeah you can you can see it man yeah. it's 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 great for us because i can't i can't relate to that anymore you know it's, i've been doing this for over 20 years so i don't know what it's like for my first time in a boxing ring or punching the bag and to see um the people light up it's you know it's refreshing for sure and it's, yeah. it's rewarding to what we do at the gym yeah especially it's a good stress reliever i mean that's... absolutely 100 2020 and everyone yeah. just gets to blow some steam and it's like a, yeah. it's a yeah. really good way for them to as well and then Absolutely. uh yeah when it comes to uh how do you feel like you're making life better in sacramento um you talking about like the impact that we have with the community yeah yeah no just you in general like you and uh flawless boxing yeah. well you know the biggest the the biggest part of our gym is social impact and i think that's why we've been so successful yeah. because we really look at, we really focus on, on the community, especially the youth. We, you know, our mission has never changed, even though we went into um, flawless boxing, the, 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 pow the engine behind the, the gym is still the youth. So we have, uh, you know, a very strong youth program. You know, we're close to a hundred kids in there. Uh, some of them are on reduced scholarships because of the nonprofit, some of them uh you know are completely free we service the um you know the uh, apartments buildings next to us which is the alder grove 
New Levisha uh, community. So we have some kids that come over from there. Um, and that's really the, what the, the heartbeat of our gym. And we do community events like uh, we just did 100, 100 meals, 100 masks during the COVID where we gave out 100 meals and 100 masks to the, to the neighboring communities. And that's really, we've all been about social impact. Now, it hasn't been as much because of COVID, but before COVID, we were doing things all the time um, at, at the gym. And I think that's really what, uh, you know, success through service is what really has been our, our model for the, for the gym. Yeah. And I could definitely tell just by how passionate you're talking. And I mean, who wouldn't yeah, want to yeah, learn from sure. someone like you, man, like, you've been through it all and you, you yeah do. man and you know you know the experience is definitely a factor why people come to not only yeah. for myself but my, but my trainers as well yeah definitely and then uh for uh for people who are interested in boxing but don't know where to start what are the top three tips you would give i think you know there's so many resources out there right now but to be honest i think is to to show up man would be the be oh, the first one show one. up uh, you know, make that make that step. That's what I tell people. The hardest part is showing up. So that would be be the first one. Uh, you know, and be be open minded to learn something new. I don't think it's just boxing. I think it's anything. I think um, you know, be open minded to learn something new, and you know, don't get discouraged. You know, a lot of people come into us. They can't even jump rope. That's something that we do every single day. Uh, as we skip rope, I've had people, adults as well as youth, that couldn't jump one time, and now. You know, they're jumping three rounds, doing double unders, crisscross. And so, uh, you know, I just think uh, be open minded and, and uh, you know, show up and, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Definitely. And then when you were uh, like very successful in your boxing career, what was like that main motivation for you to get to that level? You know, that's that's a good question, man. And to be honest with you, my my um, advice is to do whatever you need to do to stay motivated. You know what I mean? I'm already a self-motivated person, but change your motivation as much as you need to. And for me, it's personally, it's always, you know, I can sit here and say, you know, my family motivated me, which they did, my wife, my kids, they always motivated me. But some days that might not, that might not be it. Some days it might be just something as simple as, um, I, want, I want a new pair of shoes or, I want, um, you know, I want a car or something material, or uh, maybe it's a goal I have to to, to compete at nationals. Uh, so my motivation was constantly changing. So and I and and you know you can't you can't you can't um, you got to do whatever it takes, man. That's what it, that's what it comes. Whatever it takes you to get the, your task completed is what you need to use to motivate yourself. And don't don't feel bad about maybe this isn't motivating. Maybe some certain a certain thing that usually motivates you isn't doing it today. Pick something yeah. else, but yeah. whatever it takes at the end of the day yeah. to get your mission accomplished is, is, is what I did. So my motivation was constantly changing, um, you know, and that's, and that's really what worked for me. And then, uh, what would, uh, what would you say is the biggest sacrifice you had to make to get to that highest level? Um, I think it's, uh, it's multiple things, but I think, um, I would say not. I would say my family probably sacrificed more than I did. After you know, once I once I you know I have a, we have two kids, my wife. I think once it came to a certain point, I think they sacrificed more than I did. Um, so I you know, 
for me, you know, I had a strong, I had a strong base, which was my wife and my family, right? So yeah. my wife made sure that I was able to focus on the career, on my career. So I think if anybody made the biggest sacrifice, it was probably her. You know, I did the things I was supposed to do as a fighter. I trained every day. I, you know, I was disciplined with my nutrition, um, you know, things like that. I did whatever it took to get better. But I think the main sacrifice probably came from her and being, uh, you know, putting me in a position and a peace of mind to be able to focus on those things. So, you know, I, you know, I did what I did what you're supposed to do to be successful in my sport. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't have, uh, you know, that strong, that strong yeah. foundation. Yeah, man. And like, that's what's crazy, too, because it's like even with me and my business, it's like people don't see that my family, my friends, they make sacrifices too for me to yeah. do what yeah. i do like right right and honestly right. like it sucks because you lose like some family and friends that like oh yeah like, absolutely man it's, it's part of the journey man you know it's part yeah. of the journey. yeah and then uh do you uh during your boxing days uh did you have a specific rich like ritual that day just so like we can learn like maybe that could help us on, out you mean like on fight day on fight day yeah uh you know not so much man it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty uh much the same i didn't have any any special type of ritual man i just made sure that uh i think the visualization is the biggest uh -huh. part of it and you learn to do that as you go um creating the event over and over in your mind weeks before the the the, the fight happens i think that was a big deal for me um you know uh and you're not only create the scenario how the fight is going to go but everything involved in it so i would create everything from the crowd to the outcome to the response on my wife's face like everything in super detail yeah. uh, you know i would lay down and i would do that uh you know weeks before the fight i would play it out how it's going to go and how i'm going to take command of this situation and I think that played a big part, uh, you know, leading up to my fight. The day of the fight, you know, you're just resting. Uh, you're 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 not you're trying to just wait to get to that fight. After you weigh in, you, you get something to eat. Um, that may change to where you are, but it's still you know similar. And then uh, you know, in the locker room, you're you're just chilling, man. And, and at that point, I'm kind of excited just to get in there because I know all the work that's been put in to get to this point. Yeah. And now it's like, man, I get to, I get to perform, man. I, you know, so I was uh, a lot of emotions, but I think uh, excitement was really uh, definitely one of the biggest ones, especially when you get to fight on TV and pay-per-view, man. And you know, everybody's watching and you get to go kind of go showcase your skills, man. That's really what I look forward to uh, in fight night. Yeah. And, and then when it comes to uh, boxing, like, so what's your like second, like favorite thing to do outside of boxing? You know, uh, at this point, outside of boxing, man, I'm still, you know, fitness is kind of my business, man. So, you know, yeah. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy doing, you know, active things, bike riding, uh, you know, exercising, um, traveling. That's one of the big things that, you know, we do as a family. We travel a lot. We just got back from uh, Aruba uh, last oh, nice. weekend. So, you know, we try to go out the country a couple times a year. So. You know, real, real stuff like that. Uh, spending time with my family is really what I enjoy doing. Yeah, nice. And then uh, we're almost uh, done. I, I know you have other things to do today. Uh, what did you think about Sacramento?
Yeah. Uh, it, it's busier, man. It's busier, busier for sure, man. You know, it's, uh, you know, with the, with the golden one coming in, there's, there's a ton of, uh, new real estate going up. Uh, but it's definitely, it's definitely busy. And I think, um, you know, we're, we're coming, we're a lot of people from the Bay area are coming out here now. That was one of the reasons why we came out here, but even more so with the, with the COVID and the, and the price of housing. So I think Sacramento is going to be, uh, is, is more, uh, it's a live city, man. It's, it's, a, it's alive yeah. and it's growing, it's flourishing, it's doing well, man. And, you know, I'm excited to what's going to happen next two years, five years, 10 years from now, man. I'm glad to be in the city for sure. Yeah. And I like Sacramento cause it's like, there's so many different things to do yeah. and it's like, you're close to the city, to the city and the airport. Right. And right, the Bay right. area. There's like so right. much different stuff to do. So, uh, people say there's nothing to do in SAC, but I'm like, there's actually. Oh yeah, there's plenty to do, man. And it's a big, it's a big, uh, it's a big uh, networking town too, man. So you know, you're always, yeah. you know, a call or email from, you know, making something happen for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, what last question? So, uh, when you die, how do you want people to remember you in Sacramento? I think this is the social impact, man. You know, and that's yeah. really what. Um, really the type of legacy that we want to leave behind is, you know, uh, you know, we had, we have a strong desire to, you know, help the youth. Um, because I saw, I saw firsthand what the sport, my sport did for, um, you know, the kids, you know, especially, you know, I've known these, a lot of these kids like Xavier, man, what happens with kids like him that stay in the gym versus with kids that disappear and leave the gym, you see, you know, the type of path that they go down, man. So, you know, I've been I've been blessed and fortunate to be successful in my sport, and I'm kind of using that, or I am using that to uh, really give back to my community, man. Especially the you know a strong target towards the youth, man, because I think it does I think it does incredible things for kids, especially the ones that are at risk. So that's kind of what I want to be remembered for in in the city is uh, you know the social impact and and really uh, helping the youth because we've we've serviced probably thousands of youth, man, in the community. You're talking about the partnerships that we've had for the last 10 years, uh, Samuel Jackman Middle School, uh, American Legion. Uh, we've done stuff, um, you know, a lot of elementaries uh, and different organizations, man. So, you know, we've come in contact in, in, in with, a, with a lot of youth, and I think that's one of the things that we are, uh, you know, most proud of. Yeah, and just providing like structure for them to have discipline. I think absolutely, dis absolutely. discipline's missing now. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, man, everyone, yeah, yeah. It, everyone's talented at something, and it's like you just got to figure out what you're good at. Hundred percent, just hit yeah. it all day. Hundred percent, man. Just you just yeah. find, find your calling, man. And you know, um, you know, boxing has led me to do other things, and yeah. you know that's really what it's all about. You know, using that, using it as a catalyst to 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 get involved in different things and you know reach different levels of success man i think it's i think it's great and at the end of the day uh, you know boxing or fitness is just like life man you're trying to find out what works best for you what type of exactly. workout program i need to be on what type of nutrition i need to be on what type of lifestyle do i have to have that's what you're doing you're trying to figure all these things out and you know it's 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 trial and error man and what works for you may not work for me and you know that's okay but i think it's the self-fulfillment and self-discovery of finding out uh you know what's going to work best for you yeah yeah man and like you just don't know like all the kids
yeah, trying yeah. to have some structure like, hey, this is your daily schedule. They might apply that to their future career, future endeavors. Yeah, that's the idea to teach them life skills that they're able to take on with it. Because, you know, uh, you know, we had a partnership. We were working on a partnership with the Sacramento Police Athletic League. And we, I was talking to Lieutenant Houston, and he made a good point. He was like, you know, it doesn't matter if a kid can punch his way out of a brown paper bag. It's them being in the gym and obtaining these skills that are going to help them in school, in job, in college, or wherever they go. But we want to provide them with the skills, the confidence, and the self-awareness that will, you know, provide, the, you know, for the rest of their life. And I think, you know, that's that's always been the task, man. You know, we've had, like I said, a bunch of kids coming in and out of the doors. And, uh, you know, some of them were extremely talented, some of them not so much. But, you know, the idea was still provide them with that, with those resources and that platform yeah. to really, you know, go. Yeah. Uh, so everyone can see the impact you've done in the community. What is one story of one kid you've impacted in Sacramento and how you helped change your life? Um, you know, so I had a kid, let's see, I'm trying to think of a more, more recent one. Um, I had a kid who started off in our youth program. Um, uh, and you know, he had a lot of family issues. He was getting in trouble at school and, uh, you know, I just, he was getting in trouble at school. So I went up to the school to uh you know vouch for him talk to his counselor uh you know and he was in you know the special so the special education program so i sat down with him i kind of introduced him to all the resources that he has at his disposal with the counseling uh, to see for his family issues and you know kind of get him on the path of what he wanted to do as far as college or a trade kind of get him focused on that he disappeared on me for a few months, came back a little bit older. We put him into the adult classes. Um, I got him hooked up with a, with a job with one of my friends uh, who he was working with. So it, it's, it's things like that, staying in contact with the youth and kind of just providing them little, little things that they may not know about or introducing them to things that they don't, uh, that they may not be aware of. So. This was over probably uh, a two-year period, you know, his junior his junior year into his senior year, and I think he's he's graduated now. So you're talking about almost over three over three years at dealing with the with the dealing with the same youth. So I think it's things like that that you know uh, you know I find the most fulfillment in. Yeah, and that's forever. Yeah, yeah, you know they know that they always have somebody that they can come to, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of these kids, they don't have somebody to talk about their issues with, or they don't feel comfortable talking to somebody about the issues that they may be having or to seek advice from. So I think that's a big deal. He now knows that he can text me, DM me, come into my gym, cause he's, uh, you know, he's right next door to me. So uh, he can come in at any time and, you know, seek any type of guidance or anything that he needs you know and i have that with uh with multiple kids of of, of all ages yeah and you're doing for the community are great and we appreciate you so much for being on the podcast and yeah. if you guys want to check out their gym uh their information will be in the podcast and everything and brandon thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today thank man you. thanks for having me man i appreciate it yep and then uh wes is